Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Romans 15, 14 through 33. Humble ambition. Do those seem like two words that go together to you? In our culture, doesn't it seem like those words are actually kind of at odds? Humble people aren't ambitious, and ambitious people aren't humble. And unfortunately, in our culture, there's obviously a lot of truth to that. If you just look out into the world, you will generally see that ambitious people or people that the world would think of as ambitious aren't generally humble. And humility isn't something that's normally linked with ambition um, because I guess it would depend on how you define ambitious. What are you ambitious for? But today, as we really start to get to the close of the letter of Romans, because we're going to see now Paul dealing less with doctrinal matters or even really a lot of issues of practical application and really get into more personal details with the Romans and his travel plans, things like that. As we look at this, one thing I want you to note amidst those details is Paul as an example of humble ambition. Because Paul's ambitions are not focused on himself. And that's what I would say is the key here. What is humble ambition? Well, it's when you have ambition, you have desires and plans and you're being proactive to to get something done. But his ambitions aren't about himself. His ambitions are about the gospel. And I think that's a good lesson for all of us. Um, I think of myself as as a pastor, how this is challenging to me, but even if you're not a missionary and church planner like Paul, or you're not in full-time ministry, I think it would be helpful for you to consider what really is the aim of my life? And is it more centered around myself or is it more centered around the gospel? Uh, Because you see Paul here talking about just why he does what he does. And let's start in verse 14 and we see something that maybe isn't connected to that broader theme, but something that is important. He says, I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge and able to instruct one another. So there, uh, there's even just an important biblical principle that with God's word and really through the power of the spirit and sanctification in our lives, Christians have the ability to counsel one another. Uh, We don't need all the ideas of the world. Uh, We we don't need in any common uh, situation in our lives to say, well, I can't speak to this at all. No, we have the Holy Spirit. We have goodness and knowledge and the ability to instruct one another. Uh, But then Paul talks about what he has done, and he says something very interesting in verse 17. He says, in Christ Jesus then... I have reason to be proud of my work for God. Well, that is uh, interesting. 
Well, he goes on to explain more. Verse 18, for I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience by word and deed, by the power and signs of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of God, and thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation. So Paul speaks of his ministry ambitions, and it's clear his ministry ambitions are to proclaim the gospel. And so he wants to do that where Christ has not been named. He wants to go and proclaim the gospel where people don't know about Christ. And you see then the pride that he feels in his ministry, which again, that might be, wait a minute, pride in ministry. We got to watch out for that. And trust me, we do have to watch out for that. But that's not what he's talking about. He's not really talking about a selfish pride or boasting. He's again, exemplifying this idea of boasting in the Lord. So his ambition is to serve the Lord, and then his pride in any accomplishment is based on the Lord and focused on the Lord to where it's clear he doesn't want the credit. He wants God to get the credit and God to get the glory. So he wants to serve Christ and he wants to be ambitious to serve Christ in new ways and in new places. But when all is said and done, he wants to point all of the success back to God because it was through him, through the signs and wonders, really through the gospel itself that the work has happened. So there, we are reading about something that's uh, pretty different. You're not writing to some church um, in Rome about why you haven't been able to be there, what your ministry philosophy is. So there's a lot we have to think through as far as then, always, now in this passage, because the now is very different here from the then. But I think we see principles of, I mean, what does it mean to be humble? What does it look like to boast in the Lord? And we see good examples here that should apply to us then to get us thinking, and I want to make my life about serving God. That's got to be my greatest ambition, to know God and to serve Him. And anytime I'm blessed with any measure of success in that, to God be the glory. And I'll be proud of God ultimately in what He has done. Uh, Then we really get into Paul's travel plans. And as you look through this, he's talking about bringing really a contribution to Jerusalem. So I think that places this at the end of his third missionary journey. He is heading to Jerusalem, bringing an offering from those basically in Greece to the saints in Jerusalem. And then he speaks of his future plans that he really, really wants to go to Rome. He wants to see them. And he talks about hopefully stopping off there on his way to Spain. See that in verse 28. And in verse 29, he says, I know that when I come to you, I will come in the fullness of the blessing of Christ. And then we know also that's not what happens. Um, He doesn't just go to Jerusalem, drop off the money, and then go to Rome on his way to Spain. He kind of does because 
We don't know for sure, but it seems that there are hints that he does eventually make it to Spain after his first Roman imprisonment, but he's not just going to travel to Rome on his next trip. He's going to have to go to Rome as a prisoner. So he's going to get to Rome, just not in the way maybe he expected or talked about here. But again, we see a good example here. If you look at verses 30 through 33, he says, I appeal to you brothers by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the spirit to strive together with me in your prayers to God on my behalf, that I may be delivered from the unbelievers in Judea and that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints so that by God's will, I may come to you with joy and be refreshed in your company. May the God of peace be with you all. So there you see um, God answers a lot of these prayers, but not in the ways that Paul would expect. God, there is a sense that God delivers him from unbelievers in Judea. Uh, They don't kill him like they try to do, but I guess there's another sense in which, but they still capture him and beat him in a way that leads to him being a Roman prisoner. And he does end up making it to Rome, but not as a free person, as a prisoner. And I think even it's interesting to know how he says in verse 31, so that by God's will, I may come to you. So I think even the way that Paul is going about this is a good example of what we'll read later in James 4, 13 through 17, which teaches us not just to make plans on our own, but to say, if the Lord wills, we will go somewhere, do something and make our plans. And I think that's another thing that connects with humble ambition. Lots of times when ambitious people have plans go not their way, there's a lot of anger and frustration. But with Paul, with this humble ambition, even his desires for the Lord, he's not hoping to go to Rome just on a vacation. He wants to go minister to the church there. He wants to go to Spain to preach the gospel. These aren't just plans for fun, but even his ministry plans, he is still submitting to God and to the will of God. So humble ambition, I think it's something that actually is possible, but it's only possible when our goals in the first place are about serving the Lord and not ourselves. And when we accomplish those plans, we need to give all the glory to God. And when those plans don't go the way we want, we need to trust God. So here, again, even though we're looking at details of Paul and his ministry and his travel plans, I hope we are encouraged and instructed instructed on how to be people of humble ambition. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.